Hi everyone and welcome back to the Paperless Movement. I'm Tom Solid and I'm really excited today to welcome another guest to my interview show in which I talk to my inner circle members and their productivity systems they have in place and how we can improve it and the challenges they had. So they are really like-minded people like you and me but we also will talk to CEOs and product managers of the latest and greatest software solutions out there when it comes to productivity. But I think without further ado, let's dive into the interview with Bob Chantel. He runs a very successful marketing agency and how he actually manages his tasks and project, we will find out in this episode. Thank you very much for being on the call or on the show and um, I'm really excited to dive into uh, your topic. So you running a marketing agency as far I understand and I would like you to introduce some about this and maybe people ask themselves following me on this channel, why the hell do you bring people on to this show running a marketing agency? And I think Productivity is all over the place and I'm really excited to learn more about the productivity part of it because I think running a marketing agency is really busy and you need to be on schedule publishing all the tweets and, and all this. So I'm really interested to hear more about this. But now let's introduce yourself. Thank you, Thomas, and thank you for having me on the show. It's, it's like a real honor. I'm really, really glad to be here. And to anybody who's watching, thank you for bothering. Um, You're absolutely welcome. So, yeah. <laughs> my business, yeah, it's it's effectively effectively a digital marketing agency. Um, I work with some large corporates doing consulting, where I work mainly at the strategic layer. Then I work with some smaller businesses, where um, again I'm kind of doing the same thing, but I'm often in a hybrid coaching and technical support role as well. So they might have a team that's either internal or external often it's a bit of both but everybody's kind of pulling in this in different directions everybody thinks they have the answers uh, it's often one of the problems when people work in little silos within marketing is they forget that they have to integrate with all the other silos in the marketing team so my job is often to help them talk to each other and then fill the gaps and then keep everything rolling and then i also work with micro businesses and solopreneurs And that's the part of my business that I like the best. So for that, I work with a membership site where we have fortnightly masterclasses with amazing people who are the best in the world at what they do. And then I also work with um, in a group coaching setting. So I have several groups, up to 10 business owners, where we work on helping them build the self-sufficiency that they need around their own digital marketing because they can't afford to hire an agency. So that's my business in a nutshell. But alongside that, much like you, if I'm going to build my business online, if I'm going to be a good role model for my clients, then I have to walk the walk as well. So in order to do that, I have a podcast, I have a YouTube channel. I'm not quite where you are with that yet. Uh, and then I have a live streaming show on LinkedIn, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, digital marketing chat live every Monday, when, sorry, Wednesday at four o'clock. Um, three, yeah, four o'clock. So Wednesday is a busy day then. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so that's basically what I do. So I totally understand where you're coming from 
having me on the show because one of the challenges that I have is I've got clients to take care of. I've got coaching groups to manage. I've got a membership site. I've got my own business growth. I'm the sales guy. Mm. I don't have a sales team. Then I've got my own admin. I've got finance. I've got growth plans. I've got content to sort out for myself and for clients. The potential for me to be overwhelmed is a daily hazard. Yes. Uh, something I struggle with all the time. So I've had to work hard on the systems to prevent that. Mm -hmm. So did you come to a point where you became overwhelmed and then you started to bring a system into place? Or was it something that you proactively knew that this will come ahead or is ahead and you will you know, prevent this? It's something that I regularly encounter. It's not something that I used to have and I've fixed. It's something that I've learned to recognize and now have strategies for resolving. And I think that anybody that tells me they never get overwhelmed is probably lying. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's always, uh, for me, it is the need. When it comes too big, then you look for a solution. And people always stay in a comfort zone. And it's only when it comes becomes uncomfortable, then usually they take action. Uh, talking about prevention, that's always um, a thing we all have to work on. And the, the thing that I realize so many times talking to other clients I have as well, there's not really the all-in-one solution out there. And I, I think it's really important to give people more framework or a blueprint where they can, you know, build up their own productivity systems. So is there anything that you use to build up yours? Or maybe we start what what tools you use now in your in your productivity system now and why did you choose these? Well, I have tried probably everything. I've tried going entirely paperless. It's not really for me. I've tried having lots of different tools talk to each other. I find that I ended up getting notification overwhelm. It became mm. meaningless. Notifications became meaningless. So where I am now is probably not the end of the journey. But in simple terms, where I am now is I have a notebook every day. If I have an idea, if I have a note, it goes in there. But that's not the end destination. That's just a capture device. It's one of two. Mm -hmm. The other capture device is Notion. Notion is my new favorite thing in the world. Mm -hmm. It was introduced to me by Sagi Schreiber, who I know yeah, you know. I know him, yeah. Um, probably worth having on your show. Yeah, good idea. Um, and when he showed me Notion, I thought, that honestly looks a bit rubbish. Um, and I forgot about it for a couple of months. And then I came across it online and I opened it and I thought, this looks very simple. And at the time, all I was looking for was an alternative to something like OneNote or Google Keep, mm -hmm. um, somewhere to keep. At the time, it was podcast intro and outro notes I was looking for. Mm -hmm. But when I started using it, I started to use it for more and more and more things. And now I use it for almost everything. Mm -hmm. So I have daily checklists for every day of the week so I don't forget the things that have to happen on every day mm -hmm. it's out of my head it's into a system mm -hmm. then it's my daily word processor so I write blog posts in it I have my customer contacts I have my sort of network contacts and from there I started building task lists so now I have client task lists and internal task lists and then I have a view so I can view them by clients and it's just grown and grown and grown and grown 
into a really, really solid system. So I love Notion. Um, alongside that, I would say the other element of my productivity suite is something really old school. So what I find great with Notion is it's really the repository now. It's where I capture everything. But it's not the best for planning. Mm -hmm. And it's it's often said that what gets scheduled gets done. And it's hard to schedule electronically, I find. I used to have, and this was a big part of my productivity suite for a long time, I used to have a spreadsheet. And in that spreadsheet, there were seven columns for every day of the week. And each row was a, a 15, 20 minute, a 30 minute segment. Mm -hmm. And every Friday, I would schedule out the week ahead. So I knew that I was scheduling in the things that was going to, that were going to push the business forward. One of the problems that most of people encounter is they end up running their day to other people's priorities. And that's a terrible way to move your business forward or your career. You need to think, what are the things that are going to move my business forward? And that might be sales. It might be marketing. It might be building a personal brand. It might be podcasting. It might be YouTube. Schedule that in. So there's a place for that mm. in your week mm. looking ahead. And then what's the client work that needs to happen? Schedule that in for the week ahead. Leave some free time so that when, when shit happens, you can move it around. Because if you don't leave any free time, you have no flexibility. Mm -hmm. um, so now, I used to do this electronically. I now have a planner for that. There's a paper planner. It, I guess it could be electronic, but I quite like the paper planner because I can take it to the bathroom. I can take it on a walk. Um, I can read it when I've got 10 minutes free in the car. It's, you know, the, the nomadic people that make backpacks. Mm-hmm. Well, they make a planner, the Nomadic Planner, and it's fantastic. Sort of, I don't know if you can see that, but I love okay, yeah. this planner. My religion focuses on two pillars now, Notion and the Nomadic Planner. So every week it gets planned out ahead in the Nomadic Planner. Now, things come up, they get in the way, but even if I can achieve 50% of what I set out to achieve next week, it's still more than everybody else I know. <laughs> yeah. because of this system um, so um that sounds very makes absolutely sense um i mean i can take my iphone to the toilet as well or to the <laughs> to the yeah. walk but um i get the idea having a paper planner and writing it in there it is much more um embedded so it's harder to reorganize all this so you really stay more accountable this is one of the reasons why i'm using this way there is another element here and I'm holding it <laughs> and this is my erasable pen oh yeah which is only reason I would use a paper planner if this couldn't be erased okay I wouldn't do that all right I, I would use electronic um, the thing with paper I find and I know this isn't going to be for everybody I know a lot of people like to be fully electronic but there's something at the neurological level happening when you actually write on paper. Yeah. Uh, Writing in general, really that's, I absolutely agree. That's uh, scientific. Um, that it is like that our brain is focused more on pictures. And when we look at typed text, then it's just a wall of something because all, everything mm. looks at first glance the same. But if we handwrite, we first realize um, what we did there. And it is more like a picture. 
So yeah, absolutely agree. And that's why the handwriting apps are also useful for so many people to make actually the mm. transition to a digital world. Yeah. yeah. I, I think certainly being fully digital is an end destination for me. And I think, I remember you showed me the paperly overlay. Mm -hmm. And I think for me that could get, I don't have one, but I think that would probably take me close, close enough to the paper experience that I would actually feel, you know what? Yes. I, I oh, you mean the you mean me. the paper-like screen protector? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So those uh, yeah. are really helpful, and I think there's no other option than the Apple Pencil instead of others to use. Yeah. Mm. To get the best uh, experience there, certainly can be improved. Yeah, I think alongside those kinds of systems, there's also some habit side of things that I feel support my productivity mm -hmm. um, an important one for me is I don't watch very much TV anymore um, I've become quite careful about what I let in mm -hmm. because it all has to get processed somehow mm -hmm. so I watch maybe one TV show a day and that's all I'm going to watch um, I don't watch TV before bed I read mm -hmm. again it gets processed very very differently fewer signals to consume um, I also have now a morning routine which is becoming embedded and again this is to support my productivity um, there's an, also an interesting thing that I've found and I would never have said this to you probably a year ago that we've all heard of affirmations mm -hmm. I think oh affirmations it's all woo and energy and all this stuff mm -hmm. There's some really interesting neuroscience around affirmations. And for example, I'm a terrible person for getting up in the morning. I love sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I'm also getting to an age where I don't sleep that much. I'll maybe wake up at 4 a.m., but I can't get my ass out of bed. <laughs> yeah. And if by using affirmations the night before, suddenly I feel differently in the morning. I get out of bed. And it's not because there's anything magical happening. It's my brain's being neurologically rewired to feel positive about getting up in the morning. Mm -hmm. So this also comes into how I handle productivity, which again, it's not for everybody, but it really works for me. Yeah, that, that sounds sounds good. Um, I'm also really into this visualizing my goals and all this. I, I absolutely 100% believe into this. Um, and affirmation is nothing different from this, isn't it? You just yeah, it's very, very close realizing what you want to do next and all this and a reflection on yourself. And that's a good idea. Um, I think I should start this as well, <laughs> the affirmation in the evening. So because I think we have something in common here with the getting out of bed and, <laughs> and trying always getting up early. I time. was really surprised by the results. I, I used to Google, how can I be motivated to get out of bed in the morning? And they would tell you all kinds of silly things. But something as simple as an affirmation about why you're doing it, how important it is, suddenly it's easy. And it's just like turning a switch. That sounds good. So do you collect your affirmations in Notion or in your paper planner? Yes, I do. In Notion. All right. So yeah. you have a template for that. I do. Mm -hmm. Well, there's no template. It's a document. Mm -hmm. um, but so it's, it's one document you're on expanding on. Pardon? Uh, it's one document that you're expanding on. So you just... Um, no, it's, it's, it's a set thing. I just say it to myself once a day. Oh, right. Uh, so, yeah. And, and it, it, it's not a creative process. It's just a process of 
reading it to myself All right. with a little bit of emotional texture added into it. Yeah. Um, you've heard, heard of Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning. Yes. I'm not the biggest fan. <laughs> but Why? What I'm doing... No, no, not, not is, but. Why do you, are you not the biggest fan? Um, what is it? I'm, because he's pretty close what you are telling me now. Um, I know, somebody I know, it really is. somebody read this book, it's pretty close, but I, I never could follow the strict... Um, workflow you have to do every morning like you know meditation and all this in addition to the affirmation and he says he talks about uh, doing the affirmate, uh, affirmation after getting up you're telling me you're doing it before you're going to bed which resonates much more with my life actually as well so i do both uh -huh, okay um so yeah i mean it is very closely aligned with that i just find the whole miracle morning it's the word miracle that gets me <laughs> I just can't, I can't go with that. All right. The rest of it's actually all right. So <laughs> yeah. I take, I take most of it back. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Hal, if you're listening. <laughs> I would get I him on the you. show next, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry for interrupting. Carry on. Um, so how does um, it look like? No, that, that's, that's pretty much it. That's my productivity stack, so to speak. It's very simple. So it's really focused um, on Notion and the paper planner. So the question yeah, arises tried, there is, how do you connect it? Is it connected at all? It's a it's a question of a discipline around the collection process. Mm -hmm. And I I'm not really acting out of notion, I'm acting out of my schedule. Because it's very easy when the phone rings and a client calls or or your boss is on you to say, Yeah, yeah, it's fine, I'll put your stuff first. But you've got stuff scheduled, so you're just you can't do that. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, there's some interesting neuroscience again around scheduling things out. That once I've scheduled something, it's in the plan. I wake up in the morning. I know what I have to do. I don't have to do any planning. I just have to follow the script. That's what it is. It's scripting. It's like programming. The day's already programmed. Mm -hmm. I just have to let the script run. And I what that, that means is all my energy is going into executing on that. And not executing on thinking about planning and making decisions. Well, that that's awesome. Yeah, I absolutely agree with this. Yeah. So, I use Notion as the the planning tool. It's how where I formulate the the weekly script, if you like. Mm -hmm. And obviously, things come in, they get in the way, but I always know what I have to go back to. The exception to that is, for example, if I'm having a client meeting, I can open that client's task list and immediately see what's prioritized what's been done what am i waiting for them to do and right beside that i've got the notes from the calls we've had so again i'm not i'm, I'm much more empowered in that communication i think alongside this probably the other really important part of my productivity stack is gmail mm -hmm. um, i've worked very hard to have everything cloud-based over the last couple of years if it's not a desk if it's not a cloud-based app i'm not going to be using it because i've had to replace machines so often lost machines for one reason or other so often that i can't afford the downtime of replacing a computer now i can move from one machine to another and i'm in business like that mm -hmm. um, so gmail allows me 
you'll you'll recognize this running an IT department um, in your life that when a new user gets a new computer there's a whole hoo-ha of we've got to install Outlook maybe not so much these days but looking back yeah. three or four years ago yeah when I, a client, I, it. I absolutely agree uh, I just recently uh, reset my MacBook Pro and I thought oh yeah I have everything uh, there and I you know try to start again working as I was working the day before and then you start realize all these tiny apps you installed over the course of time that you're using without even thinking about it, this realized then. And this, again, I'm using yeah. Notion as well. And I built up my reset MacBook Pro uh, startup list where all the apps are in there. Those are uh, those apps are also, also part of a database and everything is connected in Notion. So I'm absolutely with you. And once something like this happens, that I realize, oh, I should have done this, uh, but it won't happen again. Usually we think this, it yeah. won't happen again. It happened so many times to me <laughs> that whenever something like this occurs, I directly write instructions, make screen recordings, something like that, and put it into Notion, and then I just look it up uh, later on. Yeah. So I, I really love I, that. But the, the thing I didn't understand, right? So you are planning your, uh, it's a draft planning of your what you want to do in Notion. Or is it actually the task management you do in Notion, but the time management you do in your paper calendar? I think if we look at achievement in general, mm -hmm. okay, people who actually achieve things, they have clear goals. So my goals are captured in Notion. And then in order to achieve those goals, you have to execute on a range of projects. So these projects are captured in Notion. Mm -hmm. In order for you to achieve these projects and deliver them, you have to execute on tasks. And that's captured in Notion. My week, what I'm actually going to be doing, that happens in the planner. Mm -hmm. So that's how I use Notion. And all the information that I'm going to need, any information that I capture, any ideas that I have, they also live in Notion. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, so that's how I'm using it. So you have no duplicated data there? No, no. And that that's, I used to use a, I know you're a big Todoist fan. Mm -hmm. um, Todoist, became a duplication problem for me. Mm -hmm, I understand. So yeah. I stopped using Todoist probably about six months, no, six weeks ago. And I have to uh, I have to say here uh, at this point as well, I'm really struggling since I dive much deeper into Notion and I transitioned a lot of other apps into Notion. The real issue is using Todoist and Notion along with it. So the thing is Notion for me is a knowledge management system. I get the information that I need from Notion but there's no execution of, of things in there. There's no task list or something like this because uh, you're absolutely right. As soon as I start doing this in Notion and do this in Todoist, I have to ditch one or the other. And yeah. the reason why I stick with Todoist because it's synchronized with my calendar. So whatever I plan out doing there, it will come on my calendar and I can plan out as you do in your paper um, calendar the whole week executing these tasks I'm listing there. So that's why I'm looking forward to the API integration and Notion that we finally can connect different apps with each other. And I, I think uh, I'm getting back on track, connect, you know, everything is connected. So yeah, yeah I understand this. I think you're a much more, I, I'm, I'm, I, I am technical compared to most people, but I don't like spending time in technology. Mm -hmm. It's there because I need to get a job done. Um, I don't, 
enjoy the tinkering so much. That's so a good point. for me, I think having the paper scheduling kind of works. I think I, your workflow, it sounds really smart, really slick. But I think this is the important thing people have to recognize is the workflow needs to suit the person. Yeah. But just saying you're a creative person is no excuse for not having a system. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I 100% agree. Uh, that's that's always when people come to me as well. Um, okay, can you can I have your system and so on? I said I'm not giving you my system because you won't be happy with it. And and also when you know when I'm saying paper is movement, doesn't mean that I hate paper. It is just that we leveraging the digital devices and all the tools we having there we can use. We are not leveraging them in the right way. And there's so yeah. more opportunities. And you are using Notion for one big part of your life and you obviously see the advantage now using it. And that's what the paperless movement is all about. Getting, you know, people to understand what they can do in their own productivity systems to improve their efficiency. And I, I really yeah. love your setup and how you do this. That's really awesome. So great to have you on the show. I used to listen to a podcast called Eventual Millionaire a lot. Mm -hmm. It was probably the only podcast I listened to. And at the end of the podcast, Jamie Masters, who hosts the show, if she's listening and she'll find this hugely entertaining, <laughs> she always ended with her signature question is, what's one thing the listener can do to take themselves one step closer to their goal of a million? Now, her guests, in order to come on the show, they have to demonstrate they are millionaires on the one hand, they're self-made millionaires on the other, they haven't inherited it, and they are the owner operator of their business and because of this criteria often ended up with her interviewing internet-based business people and at least 50 percent of the time the answer these people gave was i wish i'd implemented standard operating procedures across my business much much sooner and that's what i was thinking about when you were talking about your macbook reset process mm -hmm. and i think for me from my productivity stack this is probably the next step so I'm interested to hear how you and your clients work with standard operating procedures and what can work around that. Thank you very much for the question. It's a really interesting thing um, and it's really crucial. I'm coming from a, my background is, you know, being a business analyst and big pharma and really high standards and we are overwhelmed with standard operating procedures. So that also be, can become an issue when you do it um, every tiny step you have to do, you know, you have then different um, procedures that are overlapping and, and you have to manage more of these standard opera operating procedures, which makes sense in such, a, you know, in pharmacy and medicine and all this that we are correctly working. The thing is, or my issue was that I tried to do this on my own and this is micromanagement in the end. That's what I want to avoid. However, as you, as you pointed out with the, with the MacBook Pro and things like this, and also with my team that I'm building up, I really realize very quickly um, if they struggle with something. So I give them a task and I get the wrong result. And I never blame the person because I always say, okay, I didn't explain it properly. But instead, and that's what happens usually, instead of going back and forth, having a call or writing it in a chat and Slack or whatever, explaining it again, I directly make a screen recording. And that's why I love Notion. I use Snagit for the screen recording, drag and drop out of Snagit into Notion. That's a, you know, it's just one drag and drop and it's there. 
And that's how I'm building up. Also, down. when you're using Snagit, and I will talk more about uh, Snagit on the show as well, it, because it's a tool I'm using on a daily basis, I'm using it more than most tools, actually, because it is uh, my capture device, actually. And you can make GIFs out of it. Everybody knows GIFs now. And it's so easy to build um, interactive standard operating procedures or instruction, work instructions, I prefer to call them this way. Um, because that's another thing. A wall of text won't help. And you really have to define things properly so people understand the text. One piece of video or GIF animation showing where they have to click to and do it right next time. This is much easier. So. I started building up Notion and thought about what instructions I should create and then to do. But then I've really realized I'm putting a lot of effort into thinking about this, creating something that I need to change later on. So I decided I will create them when the problem occurs. And that's, yeah, the MacBook was the good example here, but it also applies to my team and all the things that we try to figure out. As soon as we agreed on something, I create this. Um, and I really recommend this to everybody. Sorry, it did briefly turn into my podcast. Sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, when I, I, I start talking, say, I don't stop. That's the issue. So there is there is one final element to my productivity stack that I did not mention. And for me, it's one of the most powerful is I track my time for everything. Mm -hmm. Now, I am anybody who knows me will know I'm a fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy. I'm not a naturally disciplined person but I'm also very sort of goal orientated. And what I find with time tracking is it shines a light on how you're using your time. Mm -hmm. So I use Clockify, um, which is a free app. I used to use, have you heard of an app called, oh, what's it called again? So what I use is Rescue Time. Maybe is this the one you're looking for or? No, it was a da -da -da -da, Time Doctor. Time Doctor, yeah. Um, it's an app that was developed by a guy who sort of, I think he has an, an outsourcing call center on the one hand, and then he has this app on the other. Mm -hmm. And it's really designed for monitoring remote teams. And I found it was the simplest time tracking tool, but it will also do screenshots periodically and oh, right. track mouse movement or keyboard movement. Okay, um, that's so interesting. It's, but it, and it also tracks the apps you use and the websites you use, but only while you tell it you're working. And that was great, I but I used it on myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and I learned a lot about how I use time. And I tried to use it with the rest of my team and there was rebellion. Yeah. It went nuts. Yeah. So now I don't have a team. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah, well, you can do a, it one, or the, one way or the other. I have a different team. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now I use Clockify. It's very simple, easy, free time tracking. Uh -huh. But that discipline of tracking how you use your time makes you understand how you're using your time and then you use it differently. So that's been a big part of it as well. I agree that uh, we have to watch our time and, and, you know, tools like this really help to understand it better. And I tried a lot of tools in the past as well regarding time tracking, but I never actually tracked my time. I forgot to switch it on. And then, you know, then I come into a mode where I have to manage and, and do this. It says track time. Oh, track time. <laughs> sits, on, sits under <laughs> yeah. my hand. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, why I'm telling you this is I found rescue time and it integrates in your desktop, in your web browser and everywhere, even if on your phone. And it automatically tracks everything you do. 
if you play games, if you watch uh, YouTube, if you watch Netflix, or if you're productive in, in what apps. And you can define if, you know, for me, YouTube is productive. I'm doing research on YouTube. So for me, this is, so I can define this, but I don't have to think about time tracking. And this also tightly integrates in my life tracker, which is um, gyroscope. I don't know if you hear about heard about this, no. but in gyroscope, you can um, integrate all the other things like your health kit and rescue time. And it makes you an overview also automatically, also the places you've been and so on. Um, without me taking any action on this because yeah. I would, you know, that's, that's really, I wouldn't be, um, as track my time as, uh, continuous as you do. That's just me. But, um, yeah, in general time tracking surely is something really important. Not so bad. So somebody can see what you're doing but to really realize what did you waste your time actually on. Yeah, yeah. that's important. I think time is the most precious thing yes. we have. It's the only thing you can't replace. Yeah. So understanding how you're using it is really going to be the foundation of productivity. Yeah. And a lot of people are really very unaware of how they're using time. Um, 100% agree. Um, that's why we really have to take the calendar in combination with our task list. As I said yeah. in another video, uh, task list is infinite and the calendar is finite. So this has to be combined. Yeah. Bob, if somebody wants to reach out to you or want to get in contact or you know want to make your marketing services, where do they find you? If they want a really good podcast to listen to, <laughs> then just search Bob Gentle Amplify and you will get interviews with amazing online businesses like Thomas. Every oh, I week. was on the show as well. Yeah, you know, on so many yeah. shows every day. <laughs> no, oh, you awesome. poor thing. <laughs> it's awesome. If you want to connect with me on social media, just search Bob Gentle. I'm super easy to find. Um, and if you're interested in my business, just search amplifyme.agency. Thank you very much, Bob. That's awesome. Thank you very much for having me, Thomas. You've been an amazing host. Thank you very much. I, I tried my best. <laughs> and you've been the, I'm an amazing guest. Bet you say that to all the ladies. Of course. that That's on my script here in Notion, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm really looking forward to in the future to talk again. That was really, really interesting uh, conversation we had here. I didn't know that you, you are so involved with Notion and all the, the uh, management going on there. And I think we really have to have another session because I want to learn more about the actual planning of the tweets and all this we didn't even scratch the surface i think there there's much more to come so i would yeah. be glad to have you on the show again and uh thank you very much i see you no thank you next time then i think this was an awesome interview again and uh, all my guests so far have been all really awesome it's very insightful and surprising and again i was very surprised that bob gentle was using or is still using notion with his paper notebook and well if you will keep using the paper notebook after this interview, we might see in another episode. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss another episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode and I'll catch you up next time.